Welcome, everybody, to the Motive Podcast, where we want to help you solve life's hardest problems and like the way you feel. This was the fourth take on doing this, and we told <laughs> we said we wouldn't edit it, but it was just atrocious. <laughs> it's necessary. It's all good. But hey, welcome. I'm with, I'm Shaden, and I'm with Bree. Hey, guys. And this is our part four of our addiction series. Yep. And we're I'm. It's been awesome to do. Really awesome, and I'm excited for anybody that's listening. That I hope it's super helpful for you. If it yeah. isn't, then I don't know what to tell you. Because <laughs> well, I've learned a whole lot. It's dumping been really out great. my brain on it. Yeah. So, so today we're talking about the process. I guess yeah, that gets called the fourth area, their fifth area, kind of, uh, which is called the process section for me. Okay. This is the how-to. This is the, this is the area in addiction that most addicts or people that are struggling with addiction almost become addicted to in their in their own right in their attempt at getting better. Um, and failing over and over a lot of the time, they, they, it's because they have, they have a problem and they hyper-focus on their process. So this is, I got to do this with my phone. I got to stop using drugs. I got to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to tell this person. The list is seriously infinite in Mm -hmm. what people have done to try to stop or to try to change this thing. (laughs) This would be interesting. And the cool part is, is most of the time these, most of the time the things that people do they would they would have actually worked well mm-hmm. like their process the things that they do to change are there's a lot of genius ideas out there there's a lot of genius little tips uh, or you know just little subtleties of what you could do differently to try to get this out of your life but they didn't have all of the other principles yeah. happening ubiquitously yeah as we've said and so they didn't have a very good motive they didn't have a they didn't have their goals set very well didn't have a mentor. Didn't have a mentor, mentor. <laughs> you know, or if they did, they they weren't as honest as they should have been with them, mm-hmm. which is also part of your process. You got to be honest with your with whoever you're being accountable to. Um, and their beliefs were terrible. And so they just hyper, hyper focused on their process. And then they become very hopeless because. Because they fail. They fail. Yeah. The process fails them. And so they think I've done everything. I've tried everything. And. And in, in all honesty, you could say to them, yeah, you're probably right in many ways that you've tried, you've tried almost anything you could ever think of in a process and what to do to stop mm-hmm. um, this said thing. But it's, it doesn't mean that there aren't other factors that need to be focused on. Yeah. They're missing those important steps. Yep. Okay. So today, so what I've been thinking is, yeah, what I I've been thinking is. I know nothing about this, so. I've been thinking about giving, I, d- I would say just giving some tips on some of the, the best process things that I like to use with people. Okay. And, uh, but to each is their own. They've got to figure it out as well for themselves, what works for them. And is there a different process for different addictions? Uh, I would say in the details, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we're not going to get into those just because it's a waste of our time. Yeah. That's just for everybody to know their own details. But when it comes to, for me, like a bigger picture principles of, pro- of things that need to take place in a process, no. I okay. think that they... They are quite universal. Okay. So uh, one of the one of the most important parts about a process, and we could almost call it your routine or your discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a lot. Everyone has a daily process. It's just that when you're when you're trying to break a habit or an addiction, you've you've got to really have certain processes in place that are going to enable you to, or that are going to create freedom and create power. And yeah. does it cause you, like you said, you have a process throughout your day? So don't people who you know, when they're throngs of the 
when I can't talk when they're in the throes of addiction that that becomes part of the process like at this time I have to do this and I have to do a certain way and I, does that make sense mm-hmm. like I know for smokers yeah that's something I've had a conversation with yeah some people that it's the specific way they hold the cigarette the specific time the specific mm-hmm. so that becomes part of the process so they have to break that mm-hmm. then yeah they okay. do and but at the same time <laughs> there are those are like behavioral processes okay uh-huh. and we also have principled ones too okay that okay. so what i mean by principle would be and i'll just give an example of number for for me number one is uh is a consequence okay it's got to be part of a process mm-hmm. so for example there's an amazing website that i use with as many people that will commit to doing it that is called stick s-t-i-c-k-k.com what is and this? i wish i had been the one to create this website <laughs> maybe i still will i don't know Maybe I still so what it is, it's a website to help people change behavior, change habits, really. And you put your credit card number in mm-hmm. and you set a check-in date. You check, check in once a week. You can check in twice a week, I think, if you want or as many times as you want. But you also send somebody an email that's going to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And So like your mentor uh-huh. you used for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you would, you would click on, they have both a charity and an anti-charity. And you can choose on either or, and you set a dollar amount for every single time that you relapse, they're going to ding your credit card. (laughs) And people hesitate all the time in this way. When I didn't have stick.com, I've seen, I've seen everything. I've seen someone, I've seen someone before like eat, uh, uh, every relapse they had to eat a worm like he, and he chose it. That's disgusting. He chose it himself. I've seen people who have, um, have had really immaculate collections and that have taken years to create and they'd had to give away one piece of their collection. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason this is so important is because if you don't have an intended consequence, then shame becomes your consequence. Yeah. And people don't, they don't realize it, but they in substitute for an actual real punishment, if you will, of, of something you did, people just turn to shame. Mm hmm especially with pornography and punish themselves and punish themselves that way. So we need to replace, it's just a healthy, it's a one way to healthy, healthily replace your shame with something that's actually painful because, because addictions are so rewarding. Yeah. They have consequences, but the reason they're there is because of the, what they're doing to give as a reward. Yeah. Right. Well, and these, the consequences are meaningful and I mean, that's if you had to go dig up a worm and that's disgusting, but I can see why, you know, it's all, it's something that's really hard to do Yeah, that you have to. The principles I use with, with consequences are time, ego, and money mm-hmm. is what I like to use. So stick.com is a great one for money. If, if money means something to you, uh, yeah, you can, and you, so you can choose a charity that it goes to mm-hmm. and that works. Okay. Yeah. The only problem is, is for some people it's easy to justify like I'll just relapse. I'm, I'm just. I don't care. I'll pay the money because <laughs> because I'm doing you know, something the, good. The orphanage will get it. Yeah. Stick.com has an. They have like abortion clinics on there. Really. They, yeah. They have like they have a lot of things that you would that for most people would never want to give their money to. Yeah. Am I advocating that people donate money to an abortion clinic? No. Um, but at the same time, there are, there there needs to be some some serious heavy consequence if you will or wait for somebody because that what in addiction when we're changing what we're focusing on is a lot of it is time mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Time means the time of, of being triggered to the time of being to then relapsing. Mm-hmm. When someone's just in a complete, you know, like you said, like throngs of it all, they the time of like trigger to the time of relapse is actually pretty quick, and they, there's a, not a lot of time for their brain to say, "Hey, don't do this." Yeah, that makes right? sense. When you add in pain, when you add in a consequence, it actually buys you time mm-hmm. because you know the brain tracks pain more than anything else in the world. And so if it, if it knows that there's going to be pain involved, it will actually start to say, Hey, hold on. Yeah. Do I really want to do this? And so for a lot of people that have come into my office, they will say, Shaden, I'm never, I'm never going to, you know, look at porn again. Like I just know it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, they, they, I've, I've hurt my wife. I've hurt these people and they, they're so confident. And yet, in my mind, I'm like, I know you're saying that, but but you don't know because yeah. you're going to have that perfect storm yep. of when everything collides together and it's like perfectly timed to do this. Yep. And that's when having these consequences in place are so good too. It's a, it's an insurance of just like, do I want to pay $150 to do this? <laughs> yeah. And I've had people, I've, had, I've had people drive down amount. Wall Avenue and their consequence was rolling up a $100 bill and just flicking it out the window. Oh gosh. <laughs> And they do it once. They uh-huh. do it once and they come back and like, I'm never doing that again. Mm-hmm. And they, that it really helps them to change. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's huge, huge part of a process. Another big part of anybody's process that needs to happen is education. You can't break something that you don't understand. Oh yeah. Very well. I, I mean, can people, yeah, just by sheer grit, but self-awareness is mm-hmm. key in just knowing what's going on for you in the moment that something's going on yeah, with you. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking too, is having that understanding of why am I doing this, what's happening inside of me, yep. you know, and, and empowering yourself that way yep. with knowledge. So addiction education through podcasts, through reading, through therapy, whatever, but also just personal education. Mm-hmm. So you find that a lot of people who have gone through addiction work, um, you, you actually find they're quite self-aware. Yeah. Um, because of the work that they've done that it's made them become focused on 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 what that's going on for them internally yeah that makes so. sense another another principle that must take place is joy mm-hmm. and you and i have talked about this before many times but joy is not pleasure yeah and so for people to well that's not something that people feel as often as they think they would exactly Mm -hmm. and so most most people struggling with an addiction dealing with a lot of shame dealing with a lot of self-hate they don't they don't take the time to be able to be in a moment that's why people practice mindfulness a lot which Mm -hmm. is a very good part of a process because joy and mindfulness go hand in hand of just being in the moment be where you are when you're there and and so pushing some you know for anyone pushing yourself to be to experiencing joy more and more is is critical yeah it's got to happen uh because the brain can start to then taste something different yeah and replace it that's what i was mm-hmm. just had that thought was then it becomes something that rivals the power of the addiction at least you can exactly. say if i'm wrong but no, the feeling of true. like joy and laughing and it, it, that just that euphoric feeling you get when you feel that exactly. i would think would be the same exactly Yep. And that, cause it is, it's so, it's so powerful to know because most people that, 
they don't think that anything can really rival mm-hmm. their addiction. And, and sadly, it's actually quite true. Yeah. Um, I've never used drugs, but it's like, I can only imagine how being high must feel amazing and just yeah. to let go and release everything. But then you come back to reality and it's hard to enjoy, enjoy things again. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a, that's a really important one. I'm a terrible mindfulness therapist. So if, <laughs> if you're wanting therapy for me and having a mindful stuff, I'm, I'm not good at it. I'm not, I'm not very mindful in my own life. I'm trying to get better <laughs> uh, being in the moment, but uh, I shouldn't say that I can get in the moment, but I need, I need <laughs> I to, I want to, I want to do better. <laughs> so, so yeah, those are, those okay. are critical pieces. Uh, yeah. I mean, a mentor, I, I, I took out mentor as I, I made it to its own thing mm-hmm. because of how important it is but mentor mentorship or having a mentor but um being accountable they go hand in hand with having a mentor but being accountable to to somebody mm-hmm. is is crucial so do you have people set like a specific i need to check in with this person regularly mm-hmm. weekly daily i mean is how do you work that out yeah i is it just up to them it's up to them mm-hmm. it's up to them but i th- more the better yeah uh, I've said it here. I'll say it, say it again many times. We're as sick as our secrets mm-hmm. and healthy as our honesty. And so when when secrets can be given away to somebody, uh, then what happens as well is accountability stops lapse. It stops relapse. Mm-hmm. And so you'll hear people who have gone months and months and they'll do great. And then they'll have one slip up, but they keep it a secret. Yeah. And that slip up creates a binge. Mm-hmm. And you could almost call it just one relapse in a way, even though it's multiple, in all honesty, it's multiple times, like multiple days at a time, hours yeah. at a time. And it's because they they are not getting honest. And, and you'll see that the moment they get honest, there's power in that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very spiritual thing, to be honest with you, that two, two, two spirits together, two minds together uh, have a greater capacity to break Satan and yeah. and his temptation is his influence. And so, uh, but when we're by ourselves, mono, we mono with him. Yeah. We don't do super great. Yeah. It's just how the world works. It's how we, it's how we were built. So as part of the process, then st- how do you coach people to stay away from? So say perfect. You're an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had a conversation about a family member who's, was upset because they were the only person not drinking at a party, mm-hmm. but she's an alcoholic. So obviously that wasn't a good situation to be in. You exactly. know what I mean? So how's that part of the process or how does that work? Yeah. Thanks for asking that. It's perfect. So yeah, you, uh, that's, that's definitely part of a, a process that has to, to happen where you, um, the word is failing me now of what, what I call it. Um, golly. Okay. <laughs> brain fart. Basically the idea is you have to, uh, you have to, you have to take away exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, you have to limit that. And so, um, I, for, let's just take pornography because we've kind of been using that the whole time. Yeah. I used to be one that thought, okay, um, you're going to have to use the internet again at some point in your life, you know? Yeah. And so do I just take the internet away off the phone? Do I, you know, mm-hmm. or do we leave it there and, and you just learn to use it? I am a huge proponent now of like, nope, it's, it's, it's gone for a while. Yeah. And the reason is not as a consequence, but your brain needs sobriety. Mm-hmm. The brain needs to heal. And so it's got to get, it's got to have that exposure gone. 
And so control. To give you time to reset. Mm-hmm. And, to let, yeah. let your brain kind of just do new things. Mm-hmm. And so just not even, not even having access to it. And so there's a, there's an app that, that I, I suggest to a lot of people called Covenant Eyes. Uh, and it's downloaded on computers or on your, on your software, anything that has a, access to, to the internet, I guess, TVs, not, which as parents, just so you know, like you always need to be aware of TVs yeah, and, and video game consoles and those types of things with pornography. But, um, and so that'll, that limits that, that'll, that'll, what that does is it allows somebody to search on their phone still, mm-hmm. but then they, if it, if something pornographic comes up then it will send us a, a screenshot to to somebody else like to the oh, to the interesting. to a, an accountability partner interesting and so it's a huge deterrent for the person to just know like somebody else is going to see what I'm looking at yeah so that helps might be a useful tool for parents yep although uh, uh, this is just a side note but cuz I'm a parent so I think of it like this too with pornography that if you're handing your child an unrestricted phone i mean that's 100% guarantee they're going to see it. It's not. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's funny. My kids sometimes feel so picked on. But, you know, there are so many ways to get a, to, to get rid of that. You know, like if they have an iPhone, for example, lock them down. Like it, there's no Internet. You can still access things. It's it's funny. You know, my daughter will sometimes text me from school. Mom, I can't look something up because I don't have the Internet. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, uh, my app won't work. And I'm like, your app will work. The Internet's still running in the background of your phone. But you don't have a browser, you don't have Siri, you don't have, you know what I mean? It's, I, I think that's where, as parents, we fill our kids yep. so much. We just hand them a loaded gun and say, good luck, you know, and so then no wonder they become addicted. Yeah. But, yep. I mean, I know that's another story, but that, you know, to me is, mm-hmm. what do you expect and how do you expect them to get past it Yeah. when it's in their hand? Exactly. And substances, that's where it's it's tough, you know, because there has to be just like a a total clean out mm-hmm. and uh and so for some people they part of their process for me like let's just say alcohol part of their process is they know they they know that they don't go to they don't get to go down the they don't ever walk down the alcohol aisle at a store you just yeah. don't do it you know where it's at when you go in mm-hmm. um you if you're driving home from work and your tr- your your drive takes you past a liquor store habitually just because it's always there, like yeah. then you go a different way. So you change your uh, routines. Change your routines, mm-hmm. unless somehow you have found a way to make that as a part of your like your system. That I actually purposely drive by because it's a reminder of, to me that I don't. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a loose slope. Yeah. On a bad again on a bad day. Yeah. So again, part of your process has to be emotional check-in because as yeah. we talked about, addiction is learned, mm-hmm. and nothing has taught you more to use said thing then your emotions flaring up and then using something to soothe those emotions. Yeah. So if you have a bad day at work and you drive past the store, you're going to be triggered. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's where, so prayer is a huge part of my process in my life. Um, it should be a part of everybody's process. I think of just checking in with yourself with emotions. Whenever I leave here, yeah. I like to check myself with, with that. And, and it's just important. And so when people uh, can, if they know they're highly angry, uh, super angry, super, you know, sad, disappointed, overwhelmed. Um, that's where finding new processes therapeutically on how to deal with your emotions mm-hmm. is going to be important Yeah, makes and sense. doing it a proper way. So, so do you ever encourage people? I don't know how this works. So it's just something I'm the, I'm the, I don't know person in this 
episodes. I love Works it. Works out. So what about having like a preconceived plan? So you talk about going to the grocery store, you stay away from the aisle. So is that something that you talk to people about? Like you have to have a plan, mm-hmm. you know? So that's something I tell my kids, not obviously with addiction, but, um, but when we talk about pornography, for example, that if you don't know ahead of time, if you haven't visually walked yourself through this ahead of time, then you get into that situation. You don't know how you're going to react. Right. You know what I mean? So yep. is that something that mm-hmm. you use? I do. And it, and it, it's, you got to know this too, is in sessions, it's, I'm asking the questions, what do you think would work for you? Mm-hmm. And they've got to figure that out. Themselves. They've got to, yeah, yeah, they've got to create that plan. And then I get to see if there's blind spots as well. And that, so if you are someone who's helping somebody else be accountable, hearing their plan instead of you giving it to them. Yeah, that important. was my thought. Because what if you, you know, you're trying it. to put the processes on these people because nope. you want them to. Nope, that's called helping. That's probably we'll do that maybe in our last one if we do another one. Yeah, that'll be we. It's one of the hardest parts about someone that you're watching who has an addiction is you. You have to refrain from helping in that way, so mm-hmm. to speak. It doesn't mean you can't give some suggestions, but they've got to choose this. Yeah. They've got to choose to overcome it. And as long as they know they're being helped a lot, they don't have to choose. Yeah. And it takes away power. That makes sense. So, yeah. So then, but, but listening to them and saying, well, I hear what you're saying, but that, you know, that part of it seems like it's a little bit like, I know you want to drive by the liquor store to kind of remind you that you're sober, but Uh that just what on a bad day, that kind of just seems risky. Yeah. So, um, with drugs, you know, some people's process that I've had before is that they don't even, um, they can't have cash. Mm-hmm. They just know that it's too easy to hide it and Interesting. use cash, and so they have to go to straight debit card so that someone could be see any transaction they yeah. have. Interesting. So, um, so again, these are just some of the principles. I mean, there's I'm sure there's people that are listening and saying, "Shaden, say this one," you know, "say this yeah, one." Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there are a lot. There's ton. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why I said there's there's an infinite amount. Well, um, it probably is dependent upon the person and their specific addiction too. Mm-hmm. And as you know, you, and it goes without saying in a lot of ways, but you can't, you can't exercise health. It's, it's, it's huge, you yeah. know, l- releasing endorphins, releasing dopamine, releasing, just turning your entire body on Yeah, is, and getting blood flowing to the brain is one of the greatest medicines that's there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so therapy is an intervention to help people, but exercise is such a, an, uh, you know, such a powerful intervention in of its own, in its oh, own yeah. way. Yeah. So, so that uh, being part of somebody's routine, uh, is, is, is crucial too. Cool. So. Awesome. I want one more. Such good information. One more. Okay. I was going to say, do you have anything else? I have one more, I think that just came to my mind and it, it has, we've already said it, but it's connection. Mm-hmm. Got to be part of your process. Kind of goes hand in hand with joy. Uh, but I've had some amazing talks with people where they would report to me in, in saying, I'm, I'm noticing now that when I'm in a, in a tough spot, when I'm feeling tempted that I can, I can finally like turn outward Mm -hmm. rather than inward. Gotcha. And so being able to do so, like to just get a hug or to, to ask someone to, if you can talk to them, I mean, to seek out that connection with someone else. Cause it breaks the shame. Mm -hmm. It breaks the shame. And that's again, another part of the process of that needs to happen is, is breaking shame. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so connection and, uh, and if most people, when they relapse, if I, if the if they were to come in like the very next day, it's easy for me to be able to say. So, do you think you were kind of lonely? Mm-hmm. And they would say, Yeah, yeah. It's it's whenever we disconnect, we lose, we lose some lose power. Yeah, that makes so. sense. 
Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I'm hey. trying to think. I think. Yeah, I, I know. Anything else that you? I got one more. Okay, okay. one more. Man, I'm just giving the giving it all out. So, <laughs> the other work that has to be done in your process is your mental game. Mm-hmm. And something we do in in my practice that I love is I've created a list of thoughts called the Dirty Dozen, and these are principles of these are these are principles of thinking that are you would call them irrational, but they're principles of thinking that uh, that all people that are focusing on addiction or trying to trying to break it um, that they have that that are let's just say like uh sabotage that's one of the ones that i've called that i've that i've talked about and so that would be a thought that's like um well i'll just you know like i'll just i'll just get on the computer i'll just get on the computer but i'm not gonna like look at anything bad mm-hmm. that that tempting thought right there is you're sabotaging you're, you're sabotaging, yourself. You're sabotaging. like you gotcha. know that you you know that you're setting yourself up for failure, but you're just not admitting it. Mm-hmm. So becoming highly aware of your thought processes and how you're thinking and then knowing how to break those mm-hmm. is crucial. And, that and no sense. offense to anybody, most people don't know how to do that without some help, without some yeah. like real detailed therapy help. Yeah, I imagine. So, Because most people don't like to say, they don't like to admit their tempting thoughts to people. Uh-huh. And until you've really gotten all of these tempting thoughts that are in you out, mm-hmm. they will maintain their power. Yeah. That makes sense. So there you go. Awesome. That's good stuff. Okay. Okay. Thanks everyone. Yep. On we'll, to part uh, five. Yeah. Part five. <laughs> I think we'll do one more. Okay, cool. <laughs>